last week was sort of part one, and today sort of part two, but don't worry, I'll catch you up a little bit. So last week, we, I gave everyone one of these little bags, and if you missed it, there is some still left there at the back, and you're in the front, you're welcome to take one, but in this bag is a little bit of seed. And so if you look at the seed, you don't know what the flower is. Maybe if, you know, if you've planted it before, you will know what the plant is that will come up. But if you look at the seed, you don't really know what will come up. And so when you look at this year, you don't really know what's going to happen. The moment that you put it into soil, the miracle will happen, right? And you put it into, into the ground, into not just sand, beach sand, but in, whoa, in good soil, in good ground. And so when you plant the seed in good ground and you water it, you cannot make the miracle happen of life. It's only God that can do it. And so the question is, what do you see? So we spent some time in Jeremiah 1 where God actually came to, to Jeremiah and he, and he had to remind him about who he is. And then there came a point where he said to him, what do you see? And he started prophesying. And God said, yes, that's what, that's what I want to hear. And, and he asked him again, what do you see? And he, and he prophesied even more. And so is there a place where we can prophesy over this year to see the miracles happen? But there came a place uh, when we spent some time in Glentana, and I, I received this letter. I can't remember if it was a, a message or an email or just this letter. And, and it quite intrigued me because the, the subject was miracles. And so I read the email or the letter, and it was the... It was in this, the gist of this letter was that the theme of this year, our every nation, family, global, is going to be miracles. And it really, it stuck with me, you know. Um, you know, it's, it started um, mulling in, in my mind. And, um, and so I started getting excited in my spirit because uh, miracles, if you think of miracles, it's sort of, you know, it's, it's, there's expectation that comes with miracles. Am I right? And I felt so dear to my heart. And so this, this theme of this word, miracle, sort of stuck with me. Um, and here I'm in sabbatical at the, you know, at the sea, and, uh, and this word stuck with me. And there was one evening I remember, sort of 6 o'clock, I said to Michelle, I, want, I just want to go and spend some time at the beach, go and do a, go for a walk on the beach, even um, maybe swim. And so as I got there, I started speaking to God um, just about this theme, just about miracles. And the conversation was very brief. I could remember it was very brief because immediately when I started speaking to God, the words fell into my spirit and I felt preparing the ground. I felt the words so clearly in my spirit. God is saying, prepare the ground. Prepare the conditions for miracles. Now, what does that, what does that mean? And and as the waves kept on rolling and the sand was under my feet, and you know, some of you being at, at, the, at, this, at the coast this holiday, you know the feeling of just looking at the sea and the, and the sand. And, and I was fully engaged with what the Holy Spirit wanted to say to me. And so I felt these three words um, very clearly. Consistency, prayer, and sin. Consistency, prayer, and and sin, those three words, that's all I felt. And that's where, that's where the conversation ended. And, um, and so I went home and I took my Bible. And whenever I experienced something like that, I love to go and see what Jesus said about these things. And so I studied these words, consistency, um, prayer, and sin. 
in the Gospels. And so, in a nutshell, I want you to listen to this. This is what I got, in a nutshell. Abide in me, pray always, and sin no more. A quote from Jesus. Let's call it a quote. A combined quote. Abide in me, pray always, and sin no more. And so the Gospels are the nearest thing we have to a sort of a biography of Jesus, right? Answering mainly three questions. The Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So these, three, these four Gospels, they, they, they mainly ask answers for us as believers and as followers of Jesus, three questions. And it is, what Jesus said, if you want to know what Jesus said, you're going to read the Gospels. If you want to know what Jesus did, you're going to read the Gospels because it tells you what Jesus did. And if you want to know who Jesus was, you're going to read the Gospels. So you'll find out what Jesus said, what Jesus did, and who Jesus was. And so Jesus said, abide in me. It was Jesus that said, pray always. And it was Jesus that said, go therefore and sin no more. Three things. Almost three commands. Because he lived it. He did it. He said it. He lived it. And he became it. Jesus. He lived a life dedicated to his Father's glory, abiding in his will all the time. He constantly prayed and he taught his disciples to pray. And he lived a perfect sinless life. Do you agree? The perfect conditions for miracles to happen all the time. Consistency, prayer, and sin. Is that the only conditions? That's not what I'm saying. What about faith, obedience? All of those things is there. But there's an emphasis Jesus is placing that we see on this thing of staying consistent, abiding in His Word, to be, to be prayerful, to pray, and to stay away from sin. And so let's get into these three things, shall we? So the th first thing Jesus is saying is stay consistent. Stay consistent. You can open your Bibles. We're going to read from John 15 verse 4 and you'll find the first one there. It says, stay consistent. Stay abiding. Stay focused. Stay steadfast. These words all almost have the same meaning. Listen to this. John is saying in 15 verse 4, he said, abide in me. It's Jesus speaking. He's saying, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Now, it's interesting because last, last year, our theme of the year as a global family was abide. And so God is saying, don't neglect abiding. You have to stay abiding. You have to stay consistent. You have to stay close to me to experience the miracles. We cannot forget the theme of last year. We have to still live it. <laughs> and so abide, we had this whole series last year, in the beginning of last year, about abiding. And so abide in Greek is the word meno, not Menlo Park, meno. Okay. You can almost remember it. It's meno. 
And it literally in Greek means to stay or to remain. It means to endure. It means to be present. I like that. No? To, to, in the, to be in the moments, to where you are, to be in those moments, to be present. Not to think about other things while you're praying, yes, Lord, I, I need you so much in my life. And then you think about the five deals that you're busy with. To be present. And if you take the meaning of consistent and you compare it with the meaning of abide, it's very much the same because consistent meaning is, is to be steady. So to stay but to be steady. It means if we say we want to abide is to endure, we want to be persistent. Consistent. Persistent. If we want to say we want to be present, Consistent is saying to be dependable. You see how close these words are. God is saying, abide in me, stay consistent. And here's the thing is, we live in a world that's very up and down, am I right? Very up and down. I mean, the world is volatile at the moment. One war and it affects everyone. Our culture is very up and down. You see things, people saying certain stuff on the social media, and you climb on that train, and you're not sure, okay, we're going in this direction, because this person is saying this, and then someone says another thing, and you're like, okay, we're going on this train now, because social media, <laughs> comments, our culture, and it's not going to get easier, it's, in fact, it's, it's getting worse, Not very, I, I, I won't say, like, even if you think about our country and our and economy and load shedding, do you, would you say it's steady? And we have a steady electricity in South Africa. No. It's very up and down, on and off. <laughs> and so Jesus is saying, I want you, because the world looks like this. I want you, as followers of me, to abide in me, to stay consistent, to stay abiding. Jesus saying in John 8, verse 31 to 32, he's saying, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You will know the truth. If you abide, you will know the truth. Of all the things that will be that will come in your way, the world, social media, your friends, your work, your career, school, university, all of those things that will come your way. You will know what the truth is because you abide in my word. And that is the thing that will guide you. Am I right? Are you with me this morning? And so there will be things that will hinder your consistency. There will be things that will hinder you this, this year. Do we have slides or not? Oh, I was just wondering if, if you're following. So these are the things that will hinder your, your, your consistency this year. You will experience how these things will hinder your abiding. Distractions will come. And when distractions come, you know, sometimes we, we, we think we can't spot a distraction. Here's how you spot a distraction. Start to notice the things that you say yes to and the things that you say no to. 
Be very aware this year to the things that you say yes and to the things that you say no. Because many times we say yes to distractions and we don't even know it. And it hinders your consistency with Jesus. You're abiding in Him. Disappointments will come. And disappointment so much is not the problem. The, the problem is what we do with our disappointments because many times we take our disappointments to the world, to the bar, to our sin, to places where we sin. But Jesus is saying, bring your disappointments to me. I cannot tell you how many disappointments I felt last year, I experienced last year. The best moments of disappointments last year is when I took my disappointments to Jesus. And he was the guiding light. Amen? You will experience betrayal because people betray. You're not perfect. People will talk behind your back. Gossip. You will even find people that, that will not like you. Alright? The Bible says you don't have to like everyone. You have to love everyone. And so you will feel betrayed. Temptation will come. Many times we, th we think sexual temptation. It's not just sexual temptation, but it's, te it's a temptation to quit. When you're busy with certain things and, and you get so busy and, and you just stop, you just quit. God is saying, I want you to continue. Come on. Temptations will come this year. And temptations will hinder your abiding with Jesus. Criticism will come. And it's not so much the criticism because we all need criticism. I need honest criticism in my life. Not directly after the marathon, but... <laughs> Maybe a week later. <laughs> then I can take the criticism. <laughs> but it's what we do with the criticism. How we can handle those things that, that's coming our way. Can we make it part of our and be better and embrace it? These things will come this year. But to abide is to be present, to remain, to stay with Jesus day in, day out. Amen? Find time to be with Him alone. I want to urge you to, to like you eat every day. If you can eat every day, if you can stand up every day and you can go to the same job every day, and you can even watch this, a certain TV show every week. You've got it in you to, to be consistent, right? <laughs> if you brush your teeth every day, there's a certain amount of consistency inside of you. And so you can stay with Jesus every day. He wants us to stay with Him. He wants us to spend time with Him. And you will grow closer to Him. So stay consistent is the first one. Second one I want to share with you, sort of these commands that God is giving us to prepare the ground for miracles is to keep praying. To keep praying. And so there's this beautiful story in Luke 18, and you can open up in Luke 18, because we're busy with what Jesus said in the Gospels. And so Jesus, Jesus shares this beautiful story in Luke 18 with his disciples, and he says, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray, there it is, and not lose heart. And so Jesus said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversaries. And so for a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, 
Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet, listen to this, because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And then the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to His elect, which is us, who cry to Him day and night? Will He delay long over them? I tell you, He will give justice to them speedily. And then He ends off and He says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on earth? And so prayer and faith, hand in hand, goes together. Faithful prayers. May we, my prayer is that we will bother God this year. In our prayer life. Can you bother God this year with your continual coming? So that He comes at a place where He says, I cannot but to answer you. Because you are bothering him about this thing that you are asking and you're with him and you stay with him. And you are there and you, and you just keep on asking. May, we, may the atmosphere change because of our prayers. May we step into the room. May the atmosphere change because you prayed. <laughs> may situations and circumstances change because you cried out to God day and night. Pray. May we pray bold prayers. Out of our comfort prayers. You know those prayers that you feel like, I don't want to pray this prayer, but I'm going to pray it. May we pray faithful prayers. And then Jesus is saying, and not lose heart. And not lose heart. Even when the answer doesn't come immediately, may we pray and keep on praying and keep on bothering Jesus and not lose heart. May we always pray. Martin Luther, was, he was once asked, what is his plans for the following day? You know, they asked him what was his plans for the following day. And so he said, his reply was, work, work, work. From early until late. In fact, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. If anyone was busy, it was Martin Luther. He says, I have so much to do, but I will spend the first three hours in prayer. And that's really what Jesus also did. I mean, there was this one place in Mark 9, you can go and read the, read the story. But Jesus operated from a place of prayer, and then the miracles would happen, right? Whereas his disciples, they wanted the miracles, but they fell asleep in prayer time. <laughs> and so afterwards, when they could not get this this um, the spirit out of this child, Jesus came from his prayer time and he said, just stand aside, guys, let me. And the spirit left the child. And afterwards, his disciples came to him and said, why could we not do it? And Jesus said, it only goes by prayer. Certain miracles will openly happen by prayer. Amen? We will see miracles this year flowing from our prayer lives. And lastly, avoid sin. Avoid sin. John 8 verse 11 um, is a story about the woman caught in adultery. And Jesus said to her, 
I do not condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Go, and from now on, sin no more. I'm not condemning you. But go, and sin no more. Jesus spoke nearly 30 times in the Gospels about sin. He would say things like, if your eye causes you to sin, take it out. It's not like literally take out your eye. But you have to be, you have to be aware of the places where the sin is happening, is what Jesus is trying to say. Temptations to sin is sure to come. There will be temptations to sin. Jesus is saying, go and do not sin anymore. In John 8 verse 34, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. If you are going to continue in your sin, you will be a slave to that sin. The addictions will continue. The unforgiveness will continue. The bitterness will continue. And you will be a slave to that. And Jesus said, but I want you to be, a, I want you to be free. I want you to be a son in the house. I want you to leave the sin. Avoid the sin. And so it's not for me to sort of try and tell all of you what, what the sin are. You know what your fire is. You know your fire. You know the things that you struggle with. You know the sin in your life. You know the things that you should not be doing. Don't play with your fire. You will burn. You will stay a slave to your sin. And so sin, what sin does, it causes the separation between us and God, right? It causes the separation. And it's not like God is the one that moved. It is us that stopped abiding in Him. That felt like when we pray, we pray against the ceilings. And so we just continue in our sin. And so Jesus is saying, stop. I want to perform miracles in your life. Draw closer to me. And you know what's the first step to drawing closer? It's forgiveness. It's just simply saying, Lord, just forgive me. Because forgiveness brings reconciliation. And when we reconcile with God, the Bible promises us if we draw close, He will draw close to us. Amen? Forgiveness. And so what does it mean to prepare the ground for miracles? That's all I have. Is abide in me, Jesus is saying. Abide in me. Pray always and sin no more. And you will see this year miracles happen. This message can sound very moralistic. I know. Do, 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 do. Come on, come on, come on. But you have to remember who said this. It is Jesus who said it. It is Jesus who said abide. It is Jesus who said pray. It is Jesus who said don't sin. Why did he say it? Because he lived it. He became it. He died and he rose so that we can do it. So that we can be able to stay with Jesus, to come with Him, to speak with Him with an open air, and to not sin. It's Jesus who said it, and therefore we can do it. And He promised us that if we do this, He will make it happen. If we plant this seed into good ground, it is 
only Him that can bring life. It is only Him that can make the miracle happen of a seed coming out and we see this perfect, beautiful flower giving life. He promised us that He will make miracles happen. He will provide in your needs in whatever you need. Amen? And so we're gonna, I'm going to ask the team if we can have some music. And what I want you to do is, if you want to, <laughs> last week I gave each one some seed. And today I want to give you a pot, a small pot, one of these little pots, right? And if you get here to the front, I want you to take one of these pots and just fill it with a little bit of ground, okay? Just take some ground and put it in here. And then, I just want you to, whatever God is saying to you, to prepare the ground in your life, that you will be prophetically be able to do it. That you will even prophetically take maybe one of these seeds, or what you took last week, and, and plant it into the spot, and say, Lord, I want to see miracles happen in my life today. This year, I want to see miracles happen. Help me to prepare the ground in my life. To plant the seed, to see the things you see. And may God come and surprise us in so many ways. And so, if you're ready, there's, there's some pots there at the back. There's a table there. There's a table here in front. And then, you can pray with the person next to you. Pray with that person. Um, and then, we're going to give you a few minutes and then um, we will close down. We will close the service after that. We'll pray together. Thank you. finish, I want to invite you to stand, stand with me as we close off in prayer. I want you to just for a moment hold, hold your pot in your hand. <laughs> Let's pray together. Lord, this morning we want to prophetically come and say, Lord, won't you come and prepare our ground and our lives for the things you want to do. Prepare the ground in our lives, Lord. For the things, for the miracles you want to do this year. For the things you see and you know of that we don't even know of. Lord, may we spend time with you this year. May we stay with you. Persist with you. Be in the moments. Be present. Doesn't matter what the world throws at us, Lord. May we stay with you. May we hear your voice, Lord. May you speak in our ears. May we see your directing light. Lord, may we stay persistent in prayer. I pray, Lord, that as a church, we will bother you this year. We will see heavens move, Lord, because of prayer. We will be called a house of prayer. I prophesy this over us, that we will pray like never before. That your ear will be inclined to us, Lord, because of all the praying. I pray, Lord, that, that we will not just go through, through temptation or go through our sin, Lord, but, but like you pray, that you, will, that, that you will keep it away from us. That we will stay away from sin. Stay away from the things that drag us away from you. Help us, Lord. We cannot do this by ourselves. 
We need you and thank you that you were the perfect example. Thank you that when we read your word, we can see that you did it. Therefore, we can do it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this word. May it not return void, but when we plant these seeds, may it grow. May we see miracles. Pray for that. In Jesus' name. Amen.